Cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we got some big news, folks. So we got the um, Epstein release of um, 170 names on a list. We already know most of them. But there's going to be a good chunk of them that are going to come out in January that we're going to learn about. And... You just know it's going to be bad news for a lot of swamp creatures. But you got this Colorado Supreme Court that these four judges, just just radical liberal judges, just decided to take Trump off the ballot in Colorado. They stayed their own appeal. They stayed their own ruling, knowing how radical they are. Now, all seven members, it was a four to three vote. All seven members were are Democrats. But there were three Democrats that ch- chose not to do it. But there were four that did. Which tells you what kind of banana republic we're in right now. I don't know a Republican judge that would violate the Constitution in such a manner as that. That is blatant and outright election interference. How in the world can a Democrat look themselves in the mirror and say they support Israel, Jewish genocide like Hitler and they support election interference like the Colorado Supreme Courts have deemed to be so? I mean... When you think about just those two things, and then you, you look at the Afghanistan rollout and pullout, and you look at the open borders. Right now, the Union Pacific, the train, the railroad company, can't even keep pace with trains going into El Paso because they're being overrun. Flooding our border. And yet, this monster of a man Mayorkas 
just continues to just lie to the committee week after week. Every time he's on the committee, he lies through his teeth about the border security. How in the world, what kind of country are we living in where this kind of untruth, this kind of banana republic behavior can be sustained? It cannot be sustained. Yes, the American economy is resilient, and so are the American people. I mean, I am truly surprised that the gun-toting Republicans haven't taken matters into their own hands. But I think that the American people understand if they did that, then they'll spend the rest of their life in jail for murder. And we can't have that. But there will be a breaking point at some point. And these evildoers will not win. It's just, it's a matter of time when people realize that their incarceration already exists. I I don't know when that's going to happen, but if they push it, they will lose. They're outgunned. They're outmanned. They just don't realize it. Because they're stupid. But we have to do something. We have to do something as a people. It starts with election, electing Donald Trump. They've tried everything. These, these indictments, these frivolous indictments. from Jack Smith on down to Fannie Willis on down to Letitia James, all these Soros DAs and and deep state inquiries. I mean, we're learning more and more actually about the goings-ons of the Mueller report. There was some new information that just came out. Then you got the Epstein murder. And you got the cover-up. The Dick Tur- right now it's the Dick Durbin cover-up for the Epstein list. What are they covering up? These same people that point a finger at you and try to tell you how bad you are. And these are people that are winning these elections. How? How are they winning these elections? You got um, Governor Holcomb. You know, from New York, signing off on legislation you know she didn't run on. Have to actually find it. But these these elected officials are not. They're not. They're running on one thing. They're saying one thing on a campaign trail. And then they're actually doing another. This is uh, Governor Hochul signed a bill aimed at giving reparations for slavery to people who never were slaves, paid by the people who never owned slaves. 
<laughs> that's what's going on in New York. They're also trying to push legislation where illegal citizens, illegal, illegal non-citizens can vote. So that means you could just break into our country, rob the refrigerator, and vote. <laughs> I mean, you know they're not really voting though, right? You know it's just they want to figure out a way to get them a ballot. Because if they could get them the right to vote, they can get them a ballot. And that ballot's going to be picked up by a Democrat, filled out by a Democrat, who is paid to fill it out, who gets paid every time they drop one of those Democrat ballots into a drop box, so long as they're covered in a mask and they're completely anonymous. That's the beauty of cash, by the way. Cash is anonymous. And that's the beauty of not being subjected to a digital ID. Is you can go online is and be a com- anybody you want, and it gives you the liberty and freedom to speak truth to power. It also has the... Uh, it also can cause the opposite effect. But, you know, such is the world we live in of free speech or the lack thereof. So we're going to get into this a little bit. Um, we have a bunch of stuff. We have a couple of audio clips from Tim Burchett talking about talking about um, Congress and how corrupt they are. And Congress is blocking the release of the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs because too many of my colleagues, he says, are compromised and are being blackmailed. Blackmailed by who? Well, blackmailed by the CIA and the FBI who have compromise on congressmen and are basically using it as a weapon, saying, you release that or you you out, out this information and we will dump a pile of dirt on you a mile long. And even if you don't have any dirt, like Trump didn't, we'll, we'll manufacture it. We'll make it up like the Russian hoax and ruin your life. That is the Chris Ray Ray way. The Chris Ray way is constant corruption at the FBI. Election interference, election rigging, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland was Obama's boy. And Mayorkas is Biden's boy. And our foreign policy is run by a bunch of Obama foreign policy nut jobs. It's just not working out so well. Trump is way ahead in the polls. Wonder why. This can only help Trump, by the way, because this will be appealed by the Supreme Court, the decision out in Colorado. And these names will come out in January. And people are going to be exposed. It's going to be people like Alan Dershowitz. It's going to be people like the uh, late Richardson, governor of New Mexico. It's going to be like George, the, George Mitchell, 
foreign uh, secretary of state. It's going to be people like um, Bill Clinton, of course. It's going to be a lot of a lot of that. All these people that have been calling you deplorable are going to be exposed for the pedophiles that they are. But let's take a listen to this. Um, Tim Burchette says the Congress is blocking the release of Jeffrey Epstein flight logs. Let's take a listen to this. And too many of my colleagues, I'm afraid, are compromised uh, in this area for whatever reason. Somebody just whispered in their ear, said, hey, you don't want something to come out on something else. You better keep your mouth shut on this. And that's exactly what they've done. And um, and it continues to go, whether it's the honeypot that the Russians used to use or something worse. I don't know. But but it's clearly you see that up and down the line. You see good conservatives vote for liberal policies. And, and too many of my colleagues, I'm afraid, are compromised. So, so that's what he's saying there. Is they're either doing some shady stuff. And, you know, we're hearing rumors of all these sex parties and orgies and all this stuff into. I don't. I don't know that that goes on. That we're pretty knee deep in in Washingtonian politics, and I haven't heard much about any of that stuff. But who knows? So this Tim Burchett, he's a congressman from Tennessee. He also was talking about BlackRock and how they put their woke policies into play. Let's take Assistant a listen, Congressman. What do you want to see here? Well, I'd like to see some justice. They put their um, their woke board policies, this ESG um, environment, social governance ahead of. They prioritize um, the climate change agenda over the of the well being or the financial success of Tennesseans, and that to me is fraud. That is a fraud. You've got these uh, intelligentsia that serve on these boards, and then they they are dictating what. What, what the investments are in over the, the, the wishes and the, and the concerns of the consumer. And so they're mm-hmm. literally ripping us off to uh, support their, their woke agenda. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, what's, that's what's going on with the ESG. And people deny it, that, that it's happening. But it's basically allowing corporations to uh, regulate people. And it usurps power from the con- the c- congressional representation that you elect uh, of your elected officials that you your vote elects. You, know, you vote for something. You're expecting a return on that vote, that investment, based on promises made on the campaign trail. And they're they're basically usurping all of that. They're they're taking the power. And just taking it offshore and impacting your everyday lives by debanking you, threatening you, causing inflation, um, and, and, and setting up a set of standards and rules that only they can live by. And like I say, this is all about segregation. It's all about separating the elite from the, the masses. So that's Tim Burchett. We got another Tim Burchett interview. This is about Tim Burchett says it's time to stop treating people who come into the United States illegally better than our veterans. 
Here we go. ...than our dadgum veterans do. Right is that they're not telling you is that they'll get to this country and they'll be treated better than our dadgum veterans do. And they'll, they'll kick veterans out of, out of homes, out of housing, so the illegals can come in and stay for free and then be paid and be given a supplement, be given health care. This is ridiculous. We've got to demagnetize this country. We've got to ignite the capitalism that we have that the left tries to destroy with their Marxist policies because they hate this country. They hate everything about it. And if we could ignite the capitalism, those folks would stay down there. But they'd earn $5,000 a year. The vast majority of them will stay in their own countries. This is crazy. And you see, you don't see a lot of children and you see very few women. These are military age men and there is something going on and we better be very careful about it. Congressman, it sounds like uh, you've been listening to voters. You've been listening to the people that are frustrated with this. You know, President Trump took a, a lot of grief from the legacy media over the weekend for her, his comments about this illegal immigration. Uh, he said poisoning the blood of this country. But I think, you know, a lot of people feel that way. They're concerned with um, with what's happening. Now, let me ask you uh, also what's been going on, on on Capitol Hill, because we've seen some moral decline uh, in this country and especially in this town. Um, and I'm referring to the sex tape scandal, which has really become the, the talk of, of Capitol Capitol Hill in Washington lately. Um, reporters caught up with the Maryland Senator Ben Cardin last night. Uh, he employed the staffer who was allegedly responsible for the tape. And here's what the senator had to say. Listen. My knowledge of this uh, was over the weekend when I learned about it. He made sure that he was separated. So he left uh, the Senate employment and that uh, appropriate steps were taken from the point of view of our office. Uh, I would not be the right person. I, I'm not gonna, I just not going to get into personnel issues. Well, and last night, this report from Town Hall uh, came that claims that Cardin had full knowledge of the staffer's very risque social media activity, but uh, apparently turned a blind eye towards it. Your reaction, Congressman? Oh, this will be brushed under the under the rug, just like the, the cocaine in the White House, the the, the cross-dressing transgender uh, member who had nuclear secrets, or not member, but a member of the, the president's staff. All these things get brushed under because the legacy media has so much invested in the far-left Marxist uh, propaganda machine that they will destroy this country and they will continue to do that. If Americans just don't get off their butts on election day, you know, you're going to sit there and you'll be watching The View instead of getting off your, your tails and get to the, get to the polls. And, you know, when 20 million so-called evangelical Christians decide to stay home on Election Day because of a mean tweet, that, that, that affects everything. That affects our school board. You wonder why a mother going to a school board meeting and complaining about their child being, being taught basically pornography in the classroom, and then they're labeled by our own FBI, our own FBI's <laughs> domestic terrorists. That's how far down the rabbit hole we've gone. You know, I, I wish people would quit calling Washington, D.C. the swamp, ma'am. It is an open sewer, and we better it's start treating it that way. Yeah, Tim, Tim Burchette, you just heard three clips. I, I couldn't even tell you uh, before these three clips, I probably wasn't that familiar with Tim Burchette. Uh, but he's one of my favorite congressmen right now. Uh, too many colleagues are compromised by Epstein. Tim Burchette uh, writes that. And uh, it's true. We heard that uh, already spoken. So let's go back to Colorado. Here are the four Colorado Supreme Court justices who just voted 
to remove Donald Trump from the 2024 ballot. Richard Gabrielle, Melissa Hart, Monica Marquez, and William W. Hood III. Yeah, these are people that just hate America. These are these are people that are unserious. They they have no business wearing a black robe. They have no business in the world of justice. That is a travesty of justice. So breaking Colorado Supreme Court bans Trump from the state's ballot. This is election interference. Vivek Ramaswamy pledges to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary unless Trump is also allowed to be on the state's ballot. Demands that Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley do the same. They won't. Ronald McDaniel did help with the said she would help with the legal aspect of this. So Timbershet requests Chairman James Comer to subpoena flight logs of Jeffrey Epstein's private plane as well as any, and he basically spoke up and said he just wanted to help out um, Marcia, Senator Blackburn, who's in a uh, a situation where she's a senator controlled by the Democrats and Dick Durbin won't do anything. So he's writing Comer saying, okay, if the Senate won't do it, why don't we get the Republicans to do it? You already have a judge that wrote off on it. I wonder how long she'll survive. Now here's something interesting. In summation, the Colorado Supreme Court declared Trump should not be included on the primary ballot, but stayed their own court order pending an appeal to the Supreme Court, which they, I think, feel pretty confident is going to be overturned. So their own ruling is going to be overturned. They didn't even execute the order until January 4th or something like that. So they stay it knowing that the Supreme Court's going to weigh in before that. And it's almost like just a statement. It's a election interference, pure and simple. Basically telling the people Trump is unfit for office, <laughs> which is the exact opposite of the truth. So Trump will be on the ballot, but they get to issue a judgment that will make headlines for the next few months. And if they are lucky, will enrage some people sufficiently to do something stupid that the media can then run with as well. Corruption to the core. So it says here, therefore, to maintain the status quo pending any review by the Supreme Court, we stay our ruling until January 4th the day before the sanctuary's deadline, our secretary's deadline to certify the content. It's crazy. So they're giving themselves a little bit of a weasel out. They're creating headlines and negative campaign interference against Donald Trump in Colorado. This is a joke. So Matt Tibby uh, was quoted by David Sachs. 
He said, this is a major escalation of the lawfare phenomena that's zoomed from slimmer to boil, Simmer to boil in the seven short years since Trump was first elected in 2016. The glee of the resistance dolts like Robert Reich and Dean Abadila at the decision shows that this was a uh, move dreamed up at the very center of the bubble within a bubble within a bubble that is the blob of the modern Democratic Party. And then David Sachs writes a response to that saying, Colorado makes clear that the point of all this lawfare against Trump is to keep him off the ballot until now. They pretended it's about something else. It was just a pretend. So someone else writes, SCOTUS will rule the Colorado Supreme Court, can rule on the Colorado Constitution all day long and twice on Sundays if it likes, but the U.S. Constitution is their domain. So, I mean, basically, nobody thinks that the Supreme Court, hopefully the Supreme Court will actually take up the other matter as well about the frivolous indictments that Jack Smith and everybody else is pushing out there. Like, not, they won't just take the step to counter and respond to the SCOTUS ruling, uh, the Colorado SCOTUS, or not SCOTUS, Colorado Supreme Court. Um, they won't just stop there. They'll, they'll extend it. And then, you know, what kind of impact does that have on uh, helping Joe Biden, though? So you got to, you know, because Joe Biden is knee-deep in real corruption, with his son, Hunter, and his brother, Jim. They found another $600,000 payment from Jim Biden to Joe Biden. Yeah, so here's another angle to this. Breaking, Colorado Republican Party announces it will withdraw from the primary and and convert to a pure caucus system if the state's Supreme Court ruling stands. So, I mean, this is election interference at the highest level. This is election rigging. Because now Colorado would go to a caucus. Maybe that that would allow someone like Ronna McDaniel to uh, sway the outcome to Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or someone like that and steal it from Donald Trump nevertheless. So, in other news, the primary, the pr- prime minister of Ireland and Scotland hate white Europeans. So we already know that you know the mayor of Boston wants to throw like a white a a, a, a people of color party for the Christmas season. White people not allowed. <laughs> you got uh, the governor Hochul uh, basically doing reparations for black people who were never slaves by uh, taxpayers who never owned slaves. Uh, Irish um, called reparations. Uh, You got this Irish prime minister. Again, this is globalism all around the world, right? So this guy says, complains that the Irish institutions are too white and promises to promote more black and colored people into power. So he will do it 
not based on the quality of meritocracy, you know, merit uh, of the individual, but will choose based on the color of a person's skin. And Martin Luther King is rolling over in his grave uh, thinking about, you know, his uh, dream speech that people should be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. We've come full circle, haven't we? The Democrats were racist then. The founders of the Ku Klux Klan and the Margaret Sanger eugenics. And look at what what's happening today. Depopulation, segregation, racism. All by the Democrat Party. No difference. So it's a little bit crazy. All right. So we've got another one. Um, covered that. All right. Let's let's take a listen to. Yeah, I've covered a few of these things. I, oh, let's take a listen to Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy. What he had to say about Colorado going after Trump. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing or else they're complicit in what this security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that and I expect them to do the right thing. All right. So a couple of things there. I, I, I actually think that that was very self-serving on Vivek's part. It sounds like he's being really a man's man. And in, in one sense, yeah, it is. I mean, what a way to come off looking presidential than to take a leadership stance like that, make a demand to your competitors and and take a stand like that uh, that that seems very presidential, which in and of itself is a is a win for him, so he made it about himself, 
But he also did the right thing. It was an opportunity, and he took it. And frankly, you know, when you look at Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, and and the others, um, oh, and DeSantis, uh, basically, you, they all had the same opportunity to be first on that. And he, Vivek, was the one that, that won that race. Everybody else that follows up with that is going to be following Vivek's lead. So it was a smart move by the team Vivek on that. So kudos to him. But others, we're going to hear from a Trump attorney here in a second, basically says, you know, Vivek made it about himself. But, you know, you could look at it that way, too. Certainly is making Vivek look stronger. But it is interesting that we're sitting in this uh, place where, you know, you have to understand that they used this whole thing about insurrection as a setup. Trump gave a speech that said, march peacefully and patriotically. He said, everybody should go home now. <clears throat> and there's nothing but lies that came out of the J6 committee hearings with, you know, two conservative senators that hate Trump, Cheney and uh, Liz Cheney and uh, uh, the other guy from Illinois. But the thing is, you know, you forget these people because they're losers, right? But here's the thing. They were using the term insurrection for a reason because they knew this was all part of their plan. They were going to try to wrap, they were trying to wrap the Russian hoax, you know, colluding with Russia mantra around Trump's neck. And Trump won that. The gang that couldn't shoot straight couldn't even pull that off. Big fat lie. And then 51 intelligence agency, you know, agents, you know, don't, you know, couldn't even change a light bulb together, right? And they come out and say the wrong thing that uh, that they uh, believe that uh, Trump committed some act of treason, that there was, Ru- there was Russian law, uh, tradecraft. When again, it was all made up. Years later, we find out the truth but the damage is already done to our country. And these people still get their jobs at CNN and MSNBC. And they still get their book deals, which is nothing but a money laundering operation. So they still are getting paid off for these attacks, these shady deals. You know, the true tradecraft is really, you know, basically trying to ruin the outcome of an election or ruin someone's life. And getting away with it. That's what the CIA has been doing to foreign leaders since the beginning of time. Overthrowing governments, assassinating leaders. You got USAID financing, paying people off, bribing, laundering, sending money over to one place, then it finds its way into another place. You know, Ukraine is a hot mess because... We used it as a storage facility for bioweapons that threatened Russia. Russia said enough of your shenanigans. I know you're not, 
Uh, I know we can't blame the United States because they're never going to sign on the dotted line that they're re- behind all the shenanigans. But you have your proxies doing it for you by way of the CIA and and the corrupt, shady uh, black market deals that are going on with folks like Kofor Black and Mitt Romney and all their money profiting calling themselves patriots, doing the deed for the United States. They almost acted like Russia was just going to sit there and take it. Now, Russia said, you know what? We're going to go ahead and neighbor. Uh, One way or another, we're neighbored up against the NATO uh, uh, enemy anyway. So why does it have to be Ukraine? We'll go ahead and take Ukraine, and we'll neighbor up against Poland, and things will be better for it. And I actually think that Putin is probably right. And that the West has turned itself over to Nazism and totalitarianism and abandoned what our founding fathers had in store for our republic and other leaders have uh, in store for democracy. They're destroying it through privatization and super global corporate monopolies. But here we are. So we're going to take a listen to Trump's attorney uh, about what's going on in Colorado. Let's take a listen. Colorado Supreme Court decided that not... This is uh, May Mailman, former uh, Trump White House associate counsel. Only does this provision apply to January 6th. And let's remember, this is meant to address the civil war where 620,000 people died. To compare the civil war to hooliganism on January 6th is offensive to the memory of the civil war and what this nation went through. So not only did they call it a rebellion or an insurrection, which is crazy, but also that it applies to the presidency also wrong there, also that Trump engaged in anything simply by giving a speech, also that the Colorado Secretary of State has any authority to do anything about this. There are so many areas where the Supreme Court can overturn. I really have a lot of confidence that this will be overturned. I mean, it's interesting. The the, the president, uh, President Trump, has not been convicted of, of anything on January 6th. So there's that, that that goes into this as well, is it not? There is. So you can convict someone for engaging in an insurrection, but Jack Smith decided not to charge it. Also, the Senate could convict President Trump of engaging in an insurrection during the impeachment process. So you could make an argument either way that this should go through the impeachment process. That's how you punish an elected official for engaging in uh, in an insurrection. And then they get removed through this, you know, uh, 14th Amendment provision. But none of that happened here. Yeah, and and also there's so much debate about January 6th in and of itself. I mean, how much cooperation did the FBI have in that um, horrible day? I mean, we're we're learning that 200 FBI agents were in were in planes closemen's that day, plane closed that day. So there, there's that as well. The questions of January 6th, but the Republicans are up in arms. Even GOP candidates are speaking out. Vivek Ramaswamy is pledging to remove 
remove his name from the Colorado ballot. If the ruling against Trump stands, he's urging his fellow candidates to do the same, May. Uh, will the pressure that we're seeing now uh, have any impact, do you think? The pressure that these Republicans well, are, are putting on. I don't think it's going to get to that. I think Vivek is trying to make this about him, and it's not about him. This is about our democracy. When the, the Democrats say our democracy is at stake, it is because they're trying to destroy it. What really this is about is the left has engaged in an unmitigated campaign against the Supreme Court, whether that's trying to get justices kicked out and recused, whether that's court packing, whether that's people showing up to Brett Kavanaugh's house with a gun. The Supreme Court right now is the only thing, the only thing protecting Americans and our democracy before it crumbles. And so really what every candidate needs to do is show their support for our institutions, for our Supreme Court, because that's what we have left right now. That's a great point. Tiana, jump in. So right now, the Colorado Republican Party obviously is correctly assuming that SCOTUS will overturn this. I would be surprised if any justice other than maybe Sonia Sotomayor agrees with this decision. But that being said, the Colorado uh, Republican Party is saying that as a workaround, they would move to a caucus structure as opposed to a proper primary structure. Legally, how would that work? Would a caucus structure allow these states to work around this attempt to discredit Trump and take him off the ballot for democracy? Uh, uh, you know, the Colorado used to have a caucus when I lived there, so they could absolutely go to that. Um, you know, honestly, Colorado could move its primary date. They don't. They, they could wait for the Supreme Court to rule. Um, they've got a lot of flexibility, but I think that really is the problem. So the Colorado Supreme Court was in this case. They intervened in this case to say that we— the Colorado Republican Party have a First Amendment right to pick our own candidate. And you're depriving us, Colorado Supreme Court, <clears throat> yeah. of that right. Okay. And the Colorado Supreme Court wouldn't even hear it. All right. We will leave it there. Uh, May, thanks very much for weighing in. You won't have to. Uh, you won't have to because we will withdraw from the primary as a party and convert to a pure caucus system if this is allowed to stand. This is also a First Amendment issue. First Amendment issue. Because, you know, basically they were saying Trump wasn't even allowed to speak on J 6th. He gave a speech. So you're going to say that somehow his speech caused violence? That's not the way the First Amendment works. If I tell you to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge and you do, that doesn't make me the murderer of you. That makes you a dumb, suicidal person for jumping off that bridge. You know, I mean, it's just, it's it's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple debate there. It gets complicated, I know, but it doesn't have to be. The First, the first Amendment is sacred. So Joe Biden is insisting on sending Ukraine another $60 billion to support a war they've already lost. White House administration refuses to appoint an inspector general to audit the $120 billion already sent. The F-16s Biden approved are on the ground in Ukraine because their pilots can't quali- qualify to fly them. 
there's no news of how our 31 Abrams tanks are being deployed because Ukraine doesn't allow journalists to embed with Ukrainian soldiers. But leaked video from Reuters shows another Ukrainian tank be destroyed. So, until there's an audit, I think you have to you have to basically uh, stop funding this money laundering operation called Ukraine. So there's other news about Jeffrey Epstein too that uh, I wanted to get to, and then I wanted to talk about this um, Mary McCord, the uh, last refuge conservative, the conservative treehouse came out with this article that was pretty riveting. It says, people finally starting to notice the real DC players like Mary McCord, but it's much, much bigger. Sometimes I feel like I'm out in the wilderness shouting at trees, and other times it feels like we are making progress. Today is a progress day, is what... Um, is what uh, Sundance is saying here. So basically, uh, the Gateway Pundit starts to scratch the surface, but if people ever decide to dig, I mean really dig, they will find McCord is a thread that unravels some of the bigger undiscovered background stories in DC media, including the likely leaker of the Flynn conversation with Russian Ambassador Kislyak, and the almost certain leaker of the Supreme Court Dobbs decision, they eat dinner together nightly. (laughs) So, McCord, if there is one corrupt D.C. player who has escaped scrutiny for her corrupt endeavors, it would be Mary McCord. More than any other lawfare operative within Maine Justice, Mary McCord sits at the center of every table, in the manufacturing of cases against Donald Trump. Mary McCord's husband is Sheldon Snook. He has the right hand to the legal counsel of Chief Chief Justice John Roberts. So when the Carter Page FISA application was originally assembled by the FBI and DOJ, there was initial hesitancy from within DOJ Uh, about submitting the application because it did not have enough citations. That's why the Steele dossier ultimately became important. It was the Steele dossier that provided the push, the legal cover needed for the DOJ to submit the application for a Title I surveillance warrant against the campaign of Donald Trump. So this goes to what I was saying. There's new news about some new uncoverings about Crossfire Hurricane, that whole business. And a lot of people seem to think that the raid in Mar-a-Lago, and this is, again, new information, uh, has more, had more to do, and we had reported on this, too, back then, that we had heard about this back then, but there's new information that comes out that suggests that the raid uh, on Mar-a-Lago had to do with the fact that Trump has this information or had it. 
tucked away and they were trying to get it to reclassify it, not declassify it. Trump had already declassified it. They wanted to get it and reclassify it. So this article gets very long. But suffice it to say, you should check it out. I posted it over at twitter.com slash Show or x.com slash Show, And also, uh, be sure to check out our podcast over at scottadamshow.com, scottadamshow.com. All of our podcasts can be had there. Also, a lot of people um, use Spotify. You can use Spotify and subscribe to The Scott Adams Show. Spotify or uh, the Apple podcast system. We're on iTunes and all that to listen to our shows. A lot of people, what they'll do is they'll download the show offline and then play it in the car or go for a walk and play it that way and save on their data. All right, there's a couple of things. I wanted to take a listen to this particular piece. This is Cash Patel. FBI has Jeffrey Epstein's Little Black Book. And so this was um, something with uh, Glenn Beck. And it was pretty good. Pretty good conversation here. Let's take a listen. Hello. From the Nashville school shooting of the Catholic schools. We still haven't seen that, right? It's not the Nashville police or PD saying we don't want this out. The FBI airmailed into that operation and said this is not getting out. Because they do that because they, this is another government gangster operation. All these local law enforcement communities get funding from the DOJ and FBI for right. local programs. And if you don't cooperate, you're not Listen. getting your million dollars for this. And, you're not getting your, and that's a lot of money to these local districts. That's how they play the game. That's why you don't have a black book. Or the so, but the black book, it's not just sitting... I mean, that's, that's, that's Hoover power times 10. And, and to me, that's a thing I think President Trump should run on. On day one, roll out the black book. And not just that. On day one, roll out all of the text message communications we, we were told were deleted. On day one, play the rest of the video of the pipe bomber. On day, you know, he need, one of the reforms I talk about in Government Gangsters is you need a central node to be continuously declassifying it's another thing they do. They overclassify. Over-class. And I'm telling you, as a former number two in the IC, they overclassify 50% of the stuff there to protect the deep state. Oh, no, you can't see that. Nothing to see here. Gina was a master at it, of doing it. And we still haven't seen half of the Russiagate report that we wrote. Still under lock and key. On how the ICA was originally constructed. We, went, we put 10,000 man hours against John Brennan's team. That did it. And we found out why they came up with their bogus conclusion. But we couldn't sell it to the world because we couldn't talk about it. And the government gangsters came in and buried it. All of these things, there needs to be a continuing central power, whether it's the White House or offsite, that says every request that comes in, just right out the door, as long as it's not a major threat to national. All right. I ha- I'm looking for another clip, actually. And uh, this is one with Dick Durbin. I've been trying to find this, and I can't. Let's see here. Here it is. Box, of course. Uh, I don't know anything right about now. his. Quick question. Um, why won't you subpoena? So this is a reporter. This is actually Peter Ducey's, uh 
um, wife, and she approaches Dick Durbin in the hallway uh, of the Senate building, and it's pretty telling. Uh, so let's take a listen to this. Can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't know the issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his never private plane? Never been raised by anyone. Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. He said a word to me, not a word. But aren't you curious, He's like what high-profile, powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Does that concern you? So why won't you subpoena them if you can? It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. Uh, Th- thank you, Fox. <laughs> He's blaming Fox, right? For getting to the bottom of this, this is unbelievable. The guy is dead, right? There's 170 names. And these John Doe's are going to go unnoticed because they're powerful players. That's the swamp. And these same people get offended by Trump's mean tweets. And really what we know it to be is Trump basically does everything on the up and up. None of this money laundering private black market business is happening under Trump. That's why when he pulled out of the Paris Agreement and he wanted to make level playing field deals with China and close the border, all of that disrupted their operations. And that's why they hate Trump. Because they can't run their guns, their human trafficking, their sex parties through the open borders. They're fentanyl. They can't pull off their climate scam hoax and DEI BS and ESG crimes and taxations and regulations. They'll try as they will, and they did while he was president, but he kept on steamrolling them. And they can't handle another four years of that. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. Also, please visit scottadamsshow.com. Also, look us up on Spotify or a podcast system on Apple. And uh, use Red State as your promo code over at mypillar.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, buddy.